Hello, and welcome to The Deliberate Podcast, where we rate books, movies, TV shows, food, and whatever else we feel like using our five-category system. The first category is ships, character development, human interaction, relationships. The second category is eye candy, visual appeal, special effects, cinematography, costumes, and good-looking actors. (laughs) Cheese factor is the plot or storyline, and for food, taste and texture. Quotables is dialogue, quotability, and uniqueness. The last is delivery or delicio, overall satisfaction, and whether or not it met our expectations. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I I had a migraine earlier this week for several days and now it's gone. So I'm very happy about that. I'm excited that we're recording at my place. Yeah. So we have Rory background noise instead of children background noise. Yeah. So (laughs) you'll hear lots of Rory snores probably in the background, which will be really cute. I hope and not weird. So, Corrections Corner. Corrections Corner. Uh, Yes, Melanie, it is a cello. (laughs) You are correct. And my husband, as we were listening to it, was like, it's a cello. And I was like, okay, well, I have zero (laughs) band geek experience. And I I don't know. I wanted to point out that I do know what a cello looks like. I just, I haven't seen a video of the piano guys in ages. So, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, oh. Apparently, uh neither did I. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, thank you for commenting. Yes. We appreciate that, and it was very good to get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I were there other things that we said that we didn't know anything about? Probably, uh, there was definitely right something about one of the actors and stuff he'd been in before oh. for Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, no, you were right. He is the guy from yeah. Oh, you looked it up. I totally didn't. Yeah, for, um, <laughs> Oceans. Andy. I keep wanting to say Sandberg because I totally not, like. I know I was a just... thing came up on my timeline on Facebook about like watching Brooklyn Nine Nine for the first time. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. can't believe it. And only I was like, that was only a year ago, and it's we've insanity. watched it through twice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay Netflix! Oh so good. Um, I need to know who this is now. And I must say, the difference between Netflix and Crave TV, which I just downloaded Crave TV so I could watch game of thrones which i will rate eventually um is that crave tv you have to be like click on the next episode whereas netflix just like automatically starts the next episode which i really enjoy so crave tv boo yay netflix (laughs) (laughs) andy garcia andy garcia that's the yes he played fernando cienfuegos cienfuegos sexy fernando (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and yes, he's also from the Oceans movies. Mm-hmm. Uh at least two of the Oceans movies. Yeah. So uh, okay. All right, our theme this week is superheroes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> DC versus Marvel. No, just yeah. kidding, not even. Sort of, but not at all. Mostly actually, Marvel. Because both of the things that we're talking about are Marvel. So yeah. Yeah. Marvel versus also marvel but not versus <laughs> yeah just marvel and marvel marvel and marvel um and actually greg used to give me it well be so he used to be really annoyed because i used to call it marvel oh 
<laughs> Your oh, face. <laughs> Carla Greg was horrified at that. <laughs> but the only reason was because when I was in grade five, um, there was a hair school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a school where people learn how to do hair. It was called Marvell. Oh. And that was my point of reference Cosmetic school or... Yeah, it was like a hairdresser apprentice practicum school. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I got corn braids there for one summer and it took I got a bad dye job once at a school for that. (laughs) (laughs) It was very red and very not my color, but that's okay because it was free. That's... (laughs) That's a, a really bad fun story. Job. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really interested in that story now. <laughs> so it was like an orangey red or? Yeah, just, I'm not, I, I don't look great in red hair. Hmm. I have a very olivey skin tone and it looks That's weird. That's true. That's true. You do. Yeah. So. Puerto, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> Portuguese and Czech. Uh, anyway, okay. So shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out to my to my ancestors. <laughs> Ancestor. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp is what I was going to talk about yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So I got to see Ant Man and the Wasp, which is the second Ant Man movie. First. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oops, that was a great noise, but I apologize. Carry on. What are you doing? It was just a little wire on the boom was a little off. So I was like, oh, I'll just fix that right now. And it like twanged it. That's now how we can do like certain sound effects for like. (laughs) Yeah, not quite the same. Oh, anyway. Okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Second Ant-Man movie first movie after infinity war yes first marvel movie after infinity war so um at the end of this i guess there will be infinity war spoilers as well as ant-man and the wasp spoilers yeah so if you don't like that don't listen for a bit yeah go wash the dishes or Mm -hmm. go to the bathroom you know leave it running (laughs) (laughs) you can come back for carla's rate after yeah there's no spoilers in that one no okay so the summary uh oh is somewhere on the internet that i was just gonna read like from wikipedia or something um but basically did you see the first one yes yeah i love the first one yeah but you haven't seen no i have not seen the second one so this is spoilers for me but that's okay yeah I'll try not to because well, I will I see know. it anyway, it's... and I'll probably watch it multiple times. So yeah. that's all right. Okay. All right. Oh, it's not too long. That's good. Okay. In 1987, Janet Van Dyne slash Wasp. Mm-hmm. So she was the original Wasp. Yeah. Shrinks between the molecules of a Soviet nuclear missile, disabling it, but becoming trapped in the subatomic quantum realm. Hank Pym slash Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man, raises their daughter Hope, believing that Janet is dead. Years later, former criminal Scott Lang takes up the mantle of Ant-Man and discovers a way to both enter and return from the quantum realm. Ooh. So that happened in Mm -hmm. the first movie. Yeah. Pym and Hope 
begin to work on repeating this feat, believing they may find Janet alive. Lang and Hope also start a romantic relationship and begin training to fight together as Ant-Man and the Wasp until Lang secretly helps Captain America during a skirmish between the Avengers in violation of the Sokovia Accords. So that's uh, Captain America Civil War. Yes, that's right. I was going to say, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, because it is part of other stuff. Exactly. So um, Scott sides with Captain America and Mm -hmm. gains the Avengers and then... That's when he gets like really big. Yeah, he gets Mm -hmm. super big. And uh, at the end, they all get in trouble. And a bunch of like Captain America goes underground, kind of disappears. Yeah, Iron Man sides with the Sokovia Accord and signs Mm -hmm. it. Whereas um, Captain America and Black Widow. Mm -hmm. uh, And a bunch of other people. I want to say Hawkeye, but that's the wrong name. The The... flying one i know that i can't remember his name now oh that's bad people are screaming it right now i know i'm so sorry um ant-man is on captain america's side and spider-man is on iron man's side yes yeah that's because spider-man is like iron man's child mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like his little protege yeah his adopted son basically yeah um okay where were we Okay, so so this is taking place after Civil War. Um, and Lang is placed under house arrest while Pym and Hope go into hiding and cut ties with Lang. So that's kind of the uh, aftermath of of the first movie because there's that big fight at the house, e- and they blow up like his whole house with his daughter there he rescues his daughter but he gets captured at the end of the movie are you talking about civil war are you talking about ant-man one oh ant-man one okay i don't remember it's been a really long time since i saw the first ant-man movie oh and i did not prep appropriately for no that's the second one (laughs) but basically this is the aftermath of civil war is what it's meant to be yes okay he's so he uh under house arrest because Mm -hmm. he broke the accords and then hank and hope go into hiding Mm, okay and um cut ties with him two years later pym and hope briefly managed to open a tunnel to the quantum realm lang receives an apparent message from janet with whom he is quantumly entangled despite having only days left of house arrest lang decides to call pym Hope kidnaps Lang, leaving a decoy so as to not arouse suspicion from FBI agent Jimmy Woo. Seeing the message as a confirmation that Janet is alive, Pim and Hope work to create a stable tunnel so they can take a vehicle to the quantum realm and retrieve Janet. Hope arranges to buy a part needed for the tunnel from black market dealer Sonny Birch, but Birch has realized the potential profit that can be earned from Pim and Hope's research and double-crosses them. Hope fights Birch and his men off as the Wasp because mm-hmm. she's now taken on like the name and the yeah. suit and abilities and stuff that her mom used to have um, until she is attacked by a quantumly unstable masked woman. Lang tries to help fight off this quote unquote ghost, but she escapes with Pym's portable lab. 
so basically it's the suitcase right yeah they show in the preview yes so it's this building that they shrink down to be the size of like a little suitcase um when they're to like run away and do hmm. stuff cool. and so she so somehow yeah she shrinks it down or they already did i don't know anyway she takes it mm-hmm. no it's in the van i remember now anyway she gets it yeah <laughs> the ghost mm-hmm. gets it um Tim reluctantly visits his estranged former partner, Bill Foster, who helps him locate the lab. The ghost restrains Lang, Hope, and Pim when they arrive and reveals herself to be Ava Starr. Her father, Elias, another former partner of Pim, Pim's, accidentally killed himself and his wife during a quantum experiment that caused Ava's unstable state. Foster reveals that he has been helping Ava, who they plan to cure using Janet's quantum energy. Believing that this oh. will kill Janet, Pim refuses to help them, and the trio manage to escape. Oh. Uh-huh. Opening a stable version of the tunnel this time, Pim and Hope are able to contact Janet, who gives them a precise location to find her, but warns that they only have two hours before the unstable nature of the realm separates them for a century. That seems really dramatic. And yeah, it's been years and years. Her kid's like 20 something now or 30. Yeah, 30. And suddenly you only have two hours left. Yeah. Well, and I think it's that she would have to give them new coordinates, but I don't know. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm sure there's some They're like, science to back yeah, that up. Quote unquote, <laughs> quote unquote science. Anyway, there's a deadline, two hours to get to the, that those coordinates so that they can connect reconnect with her retrieve her and bring her back Mm. um in the quantum realm and janet oh sorry where was i (laughs) sorry that's okay only two hours left century uh birch learns their location from lang's business partners lewis dave and kurt and informs a contact at the fbi lewis warns lang who rushes home before Wu can see him breaking his house arrest this leaves pim and hope to be arrested and for their lab to be taken by ava ava is the ghost Mm-hmm. Lang is soon able to help Pim and Hope escape custody and they find the lab. Lang and Hope distract Ava while Pim enters the quantum realm to receive retrieve Janet, but the pair end up fighting Birch and his men, which allows Ava to begin taking Janet's energy. Um like well they're on their way back, basically. From so they the quantum find realm. Janet, they're on the way back. Yeah, so Pim goes in. He ends up going in, Hank. Mm-hmm. And they have like this spaceship B thing that they use to like go in. Yeah. And then he um finds Janet and then they're on their way back. Um, but while this is going on, the lab is like shrunk down again and um Hope and Scott are like dealing with other crazy stuff going on with like criminal people. Yeah. And the and the ghost who's also still involved in things she manages to get the lab blows it up and then not like not blows it up but makes it big Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um starts siphoning the quantum energy from janet while they're like traveling back okay towards it um okay (laughs) sorry 
my place again. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Retrieved everything. Da da da. Um. Rory snoring's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so cute. It's like my happy. Okay. Lewis, Dave, and Kurt help apprehend Birch so Lang and Hope can stop Ava. Pim and Janet arrive safely from the quantum realm, and Janet voluntarily gifts some of her energy to Ava to temporarily stabilize her. Lang returns home once again in time for a now suspicious woo, that's the FBI agent, yep. to release him at the end of his house arrest. Ava and Foster go into hiding, and then there's the like post credit scene. Which we will talk about as well. <laughs> does that include Captain Marvel? It no. does not. No. I'm still waiting for that. Hold out. Mm-hmm. For her to show up in one of the... Yeah, there's going to be a Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. So, I mean, it's coming. And she was in the post-credits of Infinity Wars. Well, she wasn't, but... Well, that they were calling to her. Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> All right, so ships. I gave it a four out of five because I actually really liked the relationships in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I said the relationship between Scott Lang and his daughter Cassie is sweet, nuanced, and not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Because a lot of, um, you know, when they have a kid involved, uh, I think it's the bad cheese. So yeah, yeah. They they just don't know how to write them in a way that makes sense. Like she's a kid, so she doesn't fully understand everything that's going on. But she doesn't try to like interfere. Like she says, you know, she's like, you know what? I don't get it, but I know that you can do it. You can figure it out, and you can be awesome because you're my dad, and I love you. You know, Aww. kind of thing. And it's just really sweet. Um, I also really liked the relationship between Maggie and uh, her pa- uh, Jim Paxton. Like, he's so Maggie is Scott's ex. Oh, yes. And, and it's like a realistic re- uh, yeah. relationship and how yeah, they're exactly. co parenting, and exactly. that's like her new life. Yes. Yeah. So I really liked how they showed that, that they figured out this way to co-parent and to, um, you know, still have an amiable, amicable, amicable yeah. relationship. <laughs> I don't know what amiable means. Maybe it means the same thing. I, I think it does, <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and so they show that kind of handoff, like in the, because, so Scott, played by Paul Rudd, is under house arrest. And so Cassie goes there. I don't know. They have a schedule. And so she's there a certain number of weekends or whatever. And um, he's... The, it opens with them doing this kind of mission in cardboard boxes with giant ants that they've oh, made out fun. of cardboard. <laughs> um, because he's... He can't leave the house, so he's creating fun there, yeah. fun stuff for them to do together there, and um, it's just really sweet, and yeah, I don't know. I like the way that she 
handles it. And like I said, the relationship with Maggie and her fiance or husband or whatever he is now and you know the handoff and then (laughs) there's this one really cute scene too where she texts him or or cassie texts scott like 911 and it's while he is um tied up like ava has tied him up the ghost oh (laughs) he's like he's like that's my daughter i have to call her back like it's 911 right and then um he calls her back and or facetimes her or whatever Mm -hmm. or she face yeah and he's like hey what's up she's like i can't find my soccer shoes <laughs> that's the best thing <laughs> that is something a kid would do it's like <laughs> yep and then maggie's kind of in the background too like do you think they might be under your bed like can we go look well you know at your house and it was just i don't know i liked the the relationship there um I said, so the relationship between Scott and Maggie and Jim Paxton is constructive. They've figured out a way to make it work. There's no animosity and there's a deep respect and love, which I said was refreshing to see. But you aren't hit over the head with it. They're just living their lives and doing the co-parenting thing. Yeah. The character of Scott, I thought was great. I mean, Paul Rudd. His delivery is everything. Like, he's so fantastic. Yeah. And um, it's this whole normal man thrust into the world of scientific geniuses, and he's just trying to do his best, and he's dealing with his two-year house arrest and prioritizing his relationship with his daughter. And uh, it's just really, I don't know, cool. Um, Oh, yes. And then his best friend and co like colleague or whatever like they own this business together now lewis he is my favorite is he the guy who's like trying to explain everything and he uses like crazy explanations the spanish guy yeah 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 because like in the first movie he's like He's setting up that like deal with his mm. like sketchy buddies that yeah, he's trying yeah. to set up to the, the heist or whatever they're gonna do. Right, and he's like trying to explain. Yeah. And then my cousin Rodrigo, whatever, yes. blah blah blah. Like, I yeah, love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's totally him. And he's like everything that came out of his mouth was just freaking hilarious. <laughs> like I loved it so much. Yeah, and yeah, he's just my favorite thing ever. Um, and then he has his two other employees who are really sweet and funny too. I thought, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. One of them's like Russian and the other one's black and they're just, I don't know. I like them. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) They're a neat take on sort of the henchmen or the red shirts, like, oh yeah. I I felt like, um, Oh, yeah. I also really liked Jimmy Woo. He's the FBI agent, played by Randall Park. And he's just so funny, too. Good. Like, I love the humor in the <laughs> Ant-Man movies. Like, Yeah. Well, all Marvel, I guess, has like this background humor to yeah. it. But his character especially mm-hmm. has really good humor. Yes. And um, they definitely focus on that in this movie, like creating those funny moments and everything. And... Um, 
I just love the way that they created these characters who were all different from like these background characters mm-hmm. who were all different from each other, but were all really funny in their own way. And oh. so I thought that this Jimmy Woo was a really interesting and fun take on an FBI agent because he's an FBI agent, but he's kind of not necessarily the type of FBI agent that you typically see because there are so- certain um, maybe archetypes or stereotypes that you see in FBI agents, right? Like yeah. the kind of stick in the mud or the throw the rule book out the window to just get your man or the one who's like, you know, kind of grizzled and yeah. tough. And he's none of those. He's like... Um, kind of annoyed at having to deal with Scott, mm. but he's just really funny. There's this one scene where, um, Cassie is trying to cover for <laughs> Roy's snoring really loud it is, right it now. It's funny. <laughs> I have the headphones both on and I can hear him. Oh, really? <laughs> no, that's okay. It's really cute. Um, cuter than my screaming kids in the background so <laughs> we don't have to edit that out okay. uh so uh cassie's trying to cover for scott because he's you know not at home even though he's supposed to be under house arrest and so she's buying him extra time and she's like oh he's sick you know he threw up a bunch of times and um so jimmy was like i've been an fbi agent for decades like you know, I've seen everything that there is to see and and I have to check that he's really, you know, that he's here, right? And then he's like pauses and he's like, was it a lot, a lot of barf? <laughs> like, like, I don't want to deal with that, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's, he's just a really interesting character. He's just like, just mildly quirky and I love that. All right. Um, then we've got Ava, who's the ghost, played by Hannah John Kamen. Kamen? I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, um, I like her. She's a complex antagonist, not necessarily a villain, mm-hmm. um, whose pain brings appropriate gravitas and counterpoint to Red's lighthearted take and Evangeline's too serious take on everything. Um. Yeah. That, cool. Those are my thoughts on Ghost. Um, points lost on Evangeline Lily's character Hope Van Dyne because I wasn't a huge fan of her. I like that she's a girl who kicks butt and she does that well. And um, we come into the movie like um, she's already fully formed as the wasp like she's um you know accepted that identity or whatever and she's trained and she knows how to do the stuff so she so which it was alluded to at the end of the first Mm ant-man that she was going to be because Mm -hmm. she finds about about her parents Mm -hmm. and her mom yeah um being lost or whatever Mm -hmm. and yeah, and they're you already the starting suit. to... Yeah, you yeah. see her suit. Like, he already had it ready for her. It was, like, her destiny eventually kind of thing. Yeah. So, it's neat that we come to this movie with her already fully formed, like, 
she's not going through that awkward phase of figuring it out and figuring out what this means. She's like, yes, I'm in. She's trained. She's fully kicking butt. Like as soon as we see her and uh, she's doing awesome. Cause she trained Ant-Man in the first movie Mm -hmm. to use the suit and Mm -hmm. to fight and everything. So she already had those skills. It was Mm -hmm. just putting it in the suit. Yeah. Um, but she's I felt like her character was a little bit boring and a little bit of a stick in the mud um she's kind of flat like um yeah I don't know one dimensional I thought um and she doesn't seem to have much chemistry at all with Paul Rudd oh which that's a little sad insane (laughs) everyone should have chemistry with Paul Rudd (laughs) yeah um that is just my perspective anyway. Uh, her relationship and reaction to her mom, though, came across as very sincere. And actually her relationship to her dad with her dad, I thought was sincere and authentic, too, which was cool. She was just there was just something really boring about her. And I was talking to um, another one of my friends about this movie, and he was uh, mentioning or uh, brought up that it's kind of like it's Scott's point of view mm. like the movie is basically hope is the protagonist and she's on her mission on her quest to get her mom back um okay but the movie is from basically from Scott's perspective and um that's really the only reason that he's in it um and oh. s- like kind of I don't know yeah <laughs> obviously he has a bit of a role to play because he you know they have the sort of quantum entanglement thing that they create as a reason for him to need to be involved Mm. but just like the way that the film was um created and executed it's basically hope is the protagonist um but the movie's from scott's point of view and i wonder if maybe she's so one-dimensional because that's his point of view (laughs) like he doesn't really know you know the depth of her character and stuff and yeah that it was shot that way and we don't really or written that way and we don't really understand so they they say you know some of the motivations behind her like obviously to get her mom back like it makes a lot of sense and her feelings about it make a lot of sense but um somehow it doesn't flesh out her character Hmm. so i don't it's fair yeah anyway all right eye candy i said four out of five because paul rudd is the cutest guy ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) so he gets points he brings in the points there um, the special effects were really neat with the shrinking and going big and the phasing with the ghost and stuff. And they used a variety of sizes throughout the movie, which was really neat too. And, uh, like he's, he does like a m- middle size where he's like smaller than an average human, but he's not like, not tiny. like tiny. Oh, okay. And I'm like, how did they do that it's so awesome um and they also had shots in the quantum realm which was neat um but i thought they could have been cooler 
the mm-hmm. quantum realm quantum yeah. realm shots uh they also did anti-aging shots for flashbacks they oh. so they had flashbacks of um hank pym yeah. and janet van dyne oh. um and they were really well done like oh. They were really seamless. And then when I looked into it further, they it wasn't just like hair and makeup that they did. Like they looked at footage of those actors from movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I don't know how they did it, but it was really cool. Cinemagic. <laughs> Absolutely. So they have to get extra points for that. That was very impressive. Oh, yeah. And then the first round of credits, they used dioramas of this of different scenes throughout the movie. Oh, and I just I loved it. I just thought that was great. That's nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> that fun. So four to five uh, cheese factor. I gave it a four to five. I said the action sequences were great. They were interesting and engaging with the shifts of size because um, they and you see it in the previews too, like yeah. you know they throw the Pez dispenser yeah, out, see the Hello Kitty Pez, yeah, and then <laughs> make it grow, and it's like yeah. ah yay. And um, I often get bored with action sequences in movies, mm-hmm. and I was really like engaged and interested in these ones. So cool, cool. Um, the plot I thought was decent. There was a good amount of kind of the spikes and breaks, and no glaring plot holes that came to mind no drawn out overly dramatic suspense which i appreciated i thought it was a good pace um but there were a few subplots that were relatively inconsequential yeah um yeah i mean it should maybe be a three because it's not it's interesting but it's not like earth shattering and when you start to really dissect it you're like Oh, this plot isn't the most brilliant thing. Yeah. But I did. I mean, they came up with another story Mm -hmm. that ties in with the first one Mm -hmm. that, you know, carries for it's kind of a resolution of even the first movie about Pym's background story, like Hank Pym's background story and losing his wife kind of thing. So it is kind of they carried it forward and did the best they could with that, which is yeah. And I did really like that it was centered around um the quest of retrieving janet yeah um you know there's no aliens yeah from outer space and it's just like it makes a lot of sense because it's like okay well we thought that she was lost forever and now we've had this experience where um Scott has gone to the quantum realm and been able to come back. So this opens up some possibilities. They've been working on this for a while and they've just kind of gotten to the point where they're ready to, um, you know, take it to the next step. Yeah. And it, there's the emotional stakes there because it's her mom and his wife and which is just really nice. Like it's nice that that's, the yeah. point like that that's the goal yeah and that that's what it's centered around it's and an honorable goal yeah it's it, not for money or yeah. for other stuff it's yeah. actually like and it and the way they've set it all up like it makes a lot of sense yeah that that's what they're doing and they're doing it now 
and this is why they're doing it now. And, um, and then there's, you know, these other things that kind of throw wrenches into their plans along the way, which makes sense and which makes it interesting, but doesn't derail it to the point where it's like, yeah, that was, yeah, drama or whatever. (laughs) And you don't like, even like when it's like, oh, Paul, or Scott (laughs) (laughs) I know who you meant (laughs) has to rush back because he's supposed to be under house arrest and um but they don't like drag that out like oh is he gonna make it because you're like of course he's gonna make it like yeah it's not it's gonna be fine and so they just kind of it's quick and then it's done in a way that's like cute and fun and you're like oh he he yay he made it back like <laughs> even though he knew he would or whatever yeah <laughs> but I like that they didn't try to make it like they didn't try to pretend that it wasn't gonna happen you know yeah. or whatever and when like the um crime guy is like involved and stuff it's just it just throws enough of a challenge into things that keeps it interesting cool um okay quotables i gave it a four out of five i said some fantastic hilarious moments with quips from paul rudd um when he's like in the middle of all the scientists because there's hank and hope who's also you know yeah very well educated in the science side of things and then they bring in um hank's old colleague too who's also this professor and stuff and he's like oh yeah that's exactly what I was thinking of course like (laughs) it's really funny welcome to Baskin Robbins (laughs) yeah (laughs) and Lewis I already said like it's really funny i've seen so many memes with him it's like i want to see this movie described by lewis like oh that's like gosh. really prominent on the internet yes like, because okay. his explanations are amazing yes and we get a, a sequence in the movie that is that which is like oh my favorite thing yeah. so it's um he's given truth serum oh no <laughs> okay and then he's like explaining how everything happened and it's very like drunk history where he's like (laughs) you know he's explaining it and then the actors are like acting it out but it's like his voice and it was so hilarious oh (laughs) that was my favorite part i I can't wait to see it Mm -hmm. that part is really really good i said uh possibly some quotes to pull out on a second viewing and we did reminisce about certain moments on the drive home already. So obviously there was, yeah, you know, there's some fun stuff that we're like, yay. And, oh, I said uh, quotables was offset by the long action sequences, which obviously don't have much in the way of dialogue yeah. and hopes on likability. <laughs> I don't really like her. <laughs> and she, she didn't have anything interesting to say. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, um, and I, I, it's too bad because, um, we're in sore need of awesome female superheroes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, delivery, I said five out of five met and or exceeded my expectations, <laughs> except for the post, uh, this, I said, except for the second post credit clip. Oh, there's two. There two. The second one is just like a waste of time. Oh, okay. it wasn't anything. And I was like, we waited the whole time. And we're like, 
that was dumb <laughs> yeah but whatever that's too bad i really enjoy those the first one go was... ahead it's, yeah do it <laughs> i said okay sorry <laughs> this is the last thing on my list so delivery uh met and or exceeded loved paul rudd and lewis loved familial relationships i was getting on board with the four of them working together again and making the new scientific strides the gang back together and then comes the first post-scene credits, and I was okay. shook. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Basically because it just, it ties it into Infinity War. Oh. And the end of Infinity War. So we go through this whole thing. They've got Janet back. They're, you know, Ava's, whatever, they're figuring out that situation. They've gone into hiding now. Um they're like working together um so then the post the first one the first post credit scene which really is the only one because the other one is just a giant ant playing drums so <laughs> there you go that's what it was <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> um so they're like sending scott into um the quantum realm to collect quantum energy to help ava Oh, okay. Because this is like their new, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll send you, you, you know, you use this little bottle. It's not a bottle, but it's like a scientific version of a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, collect the quantum energy, bring it back. We'll use it to help our new friend, Ava, who mm -hmm. we want to help. So that's fine. And then um, he goes in and they kind of joke about like him not responding on the radio right away. And they're like... <gasps> But then he's like, yeah, I'm here. And then um, he's like, okay, I'm ready to come back. And there's no response. And there's no response. <sighs> and then it it goes out and you see that the three of them have turned to dust. Have turned to dust. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then he's got to help everyone get back from. No, but he's in the quantum he's realm. He's in the still. quantum realm still. Stuck there. Well, shit. <laughs> oh, no. So then that begs the and question like, of where oh, everybody went. What the hell? Because <laughs> I had, for you know, like I hadn't been thinking about that aspect yeah. of things. And like, well, the then you just fall in love with these characters. Wars, and you're just like, yeah, all right, they're working together. Great. And then it's like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> and you have all the feelings again yeah. from the end of Infinity War oh. and you're like oh my gosh but yeah I definitely think there's they're setting it up for a tie-in with the quantum realm mm -hmm. right yeah and maybe that that's where the people are or something maybe oh. right maybe well because the hypothesis out there and the is soul the soul stone Chris stone yeah the soul stone everyone's in it which is the dream realm or yeah. the soul realm right. which isn't necessarily the same thing as the quantum realm but maybe there's a connection but there might be a connection maybe. yeah anyway so <laughs> i was just not prepared for that <laughs> and then i was like maybe they needed the drumming ant just to like get everyone back to a happy yeah, place because cleanser. everyone's just like dying slowly and inside like, <gasps> Oh my goodness. It all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Wow. So, uh, okay, I have to see that very soon. Yeah. <gasps> Best parts, definitely Truth Serum with Lewis and the last, the post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> so mine was actually a comic book, a compilation oh. of comic books. Yeah, which is really cool. My sister lent me a stack of comic books that she really enjoys. Um, so this one is Miss Marvel um, by G. Willow Wilson. And the artist is Adrian Alfona. I'm probably botching that. I apologize. <laughs> um, so this is actually comic book number one through five. And so we've been super into Marvel lately. And like we did our countdown to Infinity War mm -hmm. and watched all of them in mm -hmm. order. And so I've, I've really enjoyed it. So the first ones I was reading was She-Hulk and this one's a, for a bit younger audience. Um, so the main character, this is a summary of it. So Kamala is the main character she's a 16 year old teenage muslim girl who lives in jersey city which i totally thought it was new york until later <laughs> and i was like flipping through it again realized oh it's jersey city <laughs> they'll probably be offended if they ever hear me mix those two up but whatever um so she idolizes the avengers and especially captain marvel she loves this so this is like current with what's going on in the Marvel universe mm -hmm. right now. These are current comics. This isn't like the older ones. Um, she is bullied a bit for her religion and how she dresses. Like she doesn't wear a full um, headscarf or anything. It's just, uh, she just dresses a little more traditional, longer sleeves, covering her skin, her legs, that kind of stuff. Um, she has an older sister and an older brother and both her parents are still alive. So not the typical mm, superhero mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm living with my aunt, <laughs> AKA Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, or, or my, my butler. butler or my butler. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, DC. That's DC. Oh my God. No. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not that bad. Um, so this is her like discovery story of how she becomes super or, a mutant or inhuman are some of the terms they use in the Marvel nice. universe. <clears throat> so, um, so after a fight with her parents about, she wants to go to this party that she like gets invited to, um, by this super white blonde girl. Who's a little flighty. Who's like dating the football player who like, you can tell she's talking down to her, but obviously Kamala doesn't take it that sh way. She wants to be liked and wants to fit in. It's very teenage that time Aww. of life. Like she wants Honey. to go. And so her parents are like, you're not going to some party. And so she is upset. So she climbs out her window and sneaks out and goes to this party. Anyway, um, she realizes very quickly that the invite wasn't sincere. They're oh, rude to no. her. They're like, oh, you actually made it out. And like, they're just the lady's a bitch to her basically so she leaves upset and kind of is like wandering home oh. and is like oh i'm so dumb and then oh. this like crazy fog rolls in and like covers the whole city and she like passes out from whatever is in this smoke so i'm not sure what in the universe is happening there but that's what happened she passes out and has this vision of captain marvel um giving her superpowers and is like you wished for this. You've always wanted to have superpowers. So we're giving you superpowers. And also Captain America is there in her vision and Iron Man. 
Hmm. And some other random characters who obviously I don't know the Marvel Universe very well. I don't know who they were. (laughs) So excuse me, I'm sorry. So she wakes up and it is true. She has these superpowers. So that's kind of... So what what are you going to say? What kind of superpowers? So she has like a range of superpowers. So her, she kind of... um, When she wakes up with her superpowers, she is blonde hair, blue eyed, white girl. And she has on a very Captain Marvel-esque suit. Okay. So she can make people see her in a different light. So that's kind of how she's always envisioned because she idolizes Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. She sees herself as like this younger version of Captain Marvel, basically. So when she first discovers this she can't transform how she looks back into her own self she's like oh my god what do i like i can't go home i look like a white girl yeah (laughs) right i look like captain marvel i can't go home so she kind of ends up hearing because she's not very far away from the party she hears someone fall into the river beside and it's that girl that she the mean the mean girl and so she is like well, they won't know it's me, so I'll go save her. So she runs and goes and rescues her. And like, it's really interesting because of the religious aspect to it too. She kind of sees her dad in her head talking about like saying these common phrases from Islam about peace and helping others and these things. Mm, So mm -hmm. she sees that kind of vision in her head and then she's like, I have to go help her. I can't just stand here. So she like runs and her like, has like a stretchy arm and then her arm goes like super big and she like scoops her out of the bottom of the river and puts her on the dock. So it's like, she has like this range of powers where she's like, can jump far or stretch a little bit or like make her hand big. Like, so it's kind of like, I can't really, it's nothing specific, I guess, but it's kind of this range of powers. And so people obviously witness it at the party and, and she like quickly leaves and, the next day it's kind of on the news and she figures out how to like get herself back to normal, how she normally looks and kind of figures out. Um, and everyone thinks it is Captain Marvel. Right. And so who is this young version of Captain Marvel? So they start calling her Miss Marvel Mm. because she's younger, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but she is mistaken for Captain Marvel several times. Um, so basically over the four or five episodes it kind of goes over how she um creates a costume she figures out her powers like one of her best friends is uh he's like a corner store owner mm-hmm. and that her and her sister always go there to hang out and like smell the okay I have to redo this part because it just the <laughs> delicious delicious infidel meat like in the you know oh. they have like hot dogs and stuff at like 7-eleven or whatever it's like oh, that kind man. of place so her and she goes and like stands and smells it and he's always like I'm gonna have to start charging you because you know half the taste is in the smell like that kind of thing like Ross Geller from Friends um so that's kind of so that's part of my ships is like I love her best friend Bruno Mm. and their friendship it's a platonic friendship actually legit neither of them are romantically interested in each other which is nice because a lot of like Disney-esque now that Marvel owns is owned by Disney there's a lot more romances that shouldn't be there um but yeah so for ships i loved kamala i love her character um her modest suit like she had it's a long sleeve suit and it's got like leggings under like a skirt type thing and it shows like how she gets that it's actually like a 
the like little dress type thing that's over her long pants and long shirt is actually like a swimsuit a modest swimsuit her mom bought her <laughs> that she's like hey mom can I use that again her mom's like you're still grounded for sneaking out she's like can I borrow it anyway and then her friend helps her sew the suit and stuff and Aww. like it's pretty cool he he ends up she what happens in one of the episodes is she is she sees his store getting robbed where he works and so she like goes and defends him she ends up getting shot <gasps> and she's still like projecting that image of captain marvel that mm-hmm. version of herself not herself so he doesn't know it's her and then she actually oh she heals too there's yeah. a joke about wolverine in there too um and so she but she can't do the projection while she's injured of herself Mm. so he ends up figuring out it's her that's how he they figure out and he decides to help her um help her with her like superpower super stuff which is cool um so he's like an adult then because he owns a store he works there so he like works there all the time he's like the teenage kid who works at the 7-eleven kind of thing it's not a 7-eleven i don't know the name of it but that's kind of his store whatever the corner store yeah okay um she is a really good genuine person like she rescues this girl who is totally mean to her like she has these morals and values this moral compass which is partially why she ends up being a superhero i think she's very like captain america mm-hmm. has this like moral compass basically um and she stays true to her faith which is kind of cool i love seeing that, that. Be- yeah okay like she um it still shows like her and her sister going to the mosque together and like there's like a partition up because the girls and the boys don't sit together mm-hmm. and like they can't see the um, a mom who's like teaching at the mosque mm-hmm. they're behind this partition the girls are so he can't actually see them so at one point they actually sneak out of his lesson because whatever he won't notice anyway <laughs> which is hilarious i'm like okay this is like a teenage thing oh, totally. in this in their culture this yeah. happens <laughs> um so i actually gave it five out of five for ships because the characters are awesome they yeah. did a good job showing the character development even with not a lot of words because it's a comic book right there's Mm -hmm. not a ton of dialogue in it um and like the bruno friendship her relationship with her sister is Mm -hmm. like super real like i have four sisters and two sister-in-laws and that is totally how sisters talk to each other and like it's her sister who's like yeah he's not gonna notice anyway let's sneak out of here like that's totally how (laughs) you know getting each other into trouble and these kind of things and her brother too is a very realistic character he's like He's older than her, obviously graduated, but never left home. He's kind of like the 30-year-old living in the parents' basement, Mm -hmm. like that kind of character. And how he's like, he catches her sneaking out and he's like giving her a hard time about it. And then at the end, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, mom and dad know too. See ya. And like, just like, (laughs) he just like kind of was razzing her a little bit. It's funny. Um, So then like the appeal of it, the eye candy eye candy of it so it's a comic book so obviously there's a lot of eye candy in it because you it is appealing that way and the graphics are really well done and you know the art is great so i actually i'm I'm really nice i gave it a high rating for that too because it's that's part of the appeal of a comic book is absolutely the pictures and stuff very captivating too like it's really i read it pretty fast i read it in the bathtub one day (laughs) like in one (laughs) bath time reading session um, so the premise and story, the uniqueness, um, 
which is the cheese factor. Yes. Yes, cheese factor. Um, so I ga- I rated this lower because it's a superhero comic book. Right. That's It's not really original in that sense. It's a Marvel comic book. It's got, you know, they're referencing very common known comic book characters. Captain America was mm-hmm. in it. Iron Man was in it. Uh, Captain Marvel obviously is in it. So that is. But it is unique character she's an awesome character um the fact that she's a young teenager i guess isn't super original because like spider-man was teenager too Mm, right but um she's unique in her you know religion culture her skin color even Mm -hmm. and um the the fact that all that stuff is in the comic book it's not just like washed over that's part of who she is and the backstory of her and everything and it's important and that kind of dictates how she behaves and stuff too so her you know yeah so that and then her um realistic reactions and how she speaks even her mannerisms some of the words they use her nickname for her sister some of the cultural words obviously what language they speak and stuff there's a few of those in there too that's like oh okay yeah that is actually what they call their mom and dad in that Mm. culture and stuff Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool um so that I did give four out of five which was really obviously pretty nice but um I thought it was pretty unique for a comic book story and coming out story it wasn't like I got bit by a spider or I had surgery or I was experimented on it was like I was chosen by these other Inhumans, which obviously like the fog that rolled in in the cloud had something in it that transformed her. Right. Um, but her vision and stuff, I don't know enough about Captain Marvel to know if she has like telepathic abilities or not. Maybe she does. I, I should have researched that maybe. <laughs> Thinking about it now. Um, <clears throat> but it seemed like it was real, like it wasn't actually a vision. She assumed it was a vision and then she woke up and was like, oh my God, it's true. And mm-hmm. realized it was, like, real what happened to her. It wasn't just... Because, like, the fog rolled in everywhere, even at the party, but nobody else transformed. So it, mm-hmm. it seems like she was chosen, or if you watch um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all, yeah. that, like... That's what I was thinking she's of. She's exposed to that thing. She did have that genetic, the inhuman, it was triggered Exactly. Her. So yeah. there's also that part of it. Um, so quotables. So <clears throat> I feel like... I rated it lower, but there is really funny parts in it and some quotable stuff. But obviously, it's a comic book. There is not a lot of dialogue. Right. There's not a lot of stuff to like remember out of it in that terms, like of lines to repeat. But the one was when she's like drooling over the food at the Seven Eleven. Oh. Like delicious, delicious infidel meat. Like it's just like <laughs> it's really funny because it's like obviously they don't eat pork and these yeah. are hot dogs and yeah. yeah. So that I really uh, that was entertaining. Um, and then when they sneak out of the mosque with the excuse, it's not like they're going to notice we're gone because it's, you know, they're yeah, yeah, behind so them. Yeah. So for delivery or de giorno, I can never say that right. Delicio. I keep saying delicio. In yeah. Mad. Well, it's, that's also accurate. Yeah. Del- oh, right. Yeah. That's true. It's, they're both like the same, the company, same company and they both had commercials that were like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's entertaining. I'd read more of them. I do want to get my hands on the next set. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clean, good humor. Um, the age range is obviously a little bit lower, which is fine. Um, I, 
I put in there like I'd let my nine-year-old read them mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. that was my purpose in reading them too is to make sure it was something appropriate for her to enjoy and read because yeah. it's a fun format for reading and she loves reading so absolutely um yeah good clean entertainment so I actually gave that five out of five so wow. the only thing I really took marks off was for like obviously it's a comic book there's not a lot of words and then it's a comic book it's a superhero story it's not that unique that kind of thing so I I rated it pretty darn good because I really liked it awesome so yeah that's uh that was my book read that I excellent that was fun thank you for sharing that yeah Alrighty, time for this or that woot 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 so this is obviously superhero related Mm -hmm. because of Miss Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp Mm-hmm. So, first one, Chris or Chris <laughs> or Chris or Chris or Chris <laughs> Chris or Chris or Chris or Chris or Chris. Yeah, I have totally to say Chris. Chris, Chris is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, okay. mine is actually Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real though. Okay, Batman versus Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> it's like they're like the same persona rich kid like with all the toys oh okay well you can i suppose say oh. hate it <laughs> love it hate, yeah, it, I hate, it. hate it. it for both i don't know um i picked iron man because i find him a lot funnier and i feel like the dc movies yeah. are a lot darker and i like the more humorous movies so okay. that is why i picked iron man all right i'll pick iron man too i guess (laughs) i do like batman but i like the um what's his name christian bale Mm -hmm. batman also but i like out of all the batmans yeah i'm kind of not i'm very unexcited about ben affleck yeah yeah um sorry (laughs) this is not a bashing session i guess i shouldn't Um, judge them but i don't like his acting at all so no he i i have a really hard time with him as batman um but in general like oops you did it you made the sound too i made a fun sound that was in a different way um see i don't like batman because he's too broody and grumpy yeah he's emo kid and i don't like iron man because he's too like cocky and mm. jerky skeezy. <laughs> he's skeezy he's like yeah he's like that, so yeah. <laughs> arrogant and you're just yeah. like can you just stop your face from <laughs> p.s we hate your face <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay moving on uh black panther versus catwoman Oh, Black Panther. Yeah, I know. Totally. That wasn't even a contest. I feel bad. I was just like, oh, this one's a cat. And then here's another cat. I was <laughs> yeah. like trying to find like parallels. And it's like, that's not even a contest because Black Panther's amazing. Well, the movie was so good. And yeah, honestly, I don't know that I've seen any of the Catwoman movies. So I don't know if I'm very um, able to. <laughs> yeah. Like I. Very qualified to make a judgment, but. The- uh <laughs> Christian Bale, Batman World. Um, she is played by um, Halle Berry. No, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mich- no, um, Anne Hathaway 
is Catwoman. Oh, then extra boo to that. No, yeah. I'm so I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> okay, Captain America versus Superman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, obviously. Yeah. Captain America. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Okay, She-Hulk versus the Hulk. Although, sorry, before. Oh, yeah. No, I really ahead. like Hen It's Henry Cavill, right? I don't know. Is it Hen- <laughs> Is it Henry? Is that the Superman guy? Yeah. I like him I a lot. I haven't seen the new Superman movie or like Superman versus No, Batman. So I, don't I haven't seen them either, but I heard, but Greg saw them and he said they were so bad and oh. I believe him. Um, I, I think Superman shows up briefly. Oh, maybe that's a major spoiler. Um, see, I kind of ship Superman and Wonder Woman though. Oh, so oh, you're a Superman and Wonder Woman, not a Wonder Woman Batman ship. Oh yeah. Oh hex no no I am not no. <laughs> that is a no from me. <laughs> she don't need no man. She just sure doesn't need a Batman. <laughs> yeah, truth. truth. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a big no. Nope. No. No. Nope. Nope. Demigod. <laughs> with yeah. See, I would man dressed in a costume. <laughs> I'm gonna ship her with anyone. It would be like Thor, maybe. They're like related. Oh, are they? They'd be like cousins because. Thor oh. is also a god. No, but that he's a Norse god. She's a Greek goddess. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Demigod, but yes. Whereas Thor is like legit god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little G. <laughs> Where'd Carla go? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Carla has been smoten. <laughs> Smote. <laughs> Smited. <laughs> okay. Um She Hulk versus the Hulk. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Hulk, so I'm going to just pick She-Hulk. She-Hulk's freaking amazing. And if you haven't read the comics, I highly recommend them. My sister lent them to me. Same with the Miss Marvel ones. That's right. Yeah, you you said that. She's a kick-ass attorney who, yeah, who she runs a practice and she, uh, basically, um, her clients know she's the She-Hulk, so she also like (laughs) represents other things but she's still a kick-ass attorney even after she hulk so she goes on these adventures as she hulk but she's still an attorney as well sweet and as I totally forget her actual name but she's amazing i'm i am sold cool uh speaking of like strong female characters mm-hmm. literally she will kick your ass <laughs> um ant-man versus spider-man hmm Pick whatever Spider-Man you want. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, Tom Holland is the only Spider-Man worth being Agreed. a Spider-Man. So. Agreed. I love Tom Holland. He's mm-hmm. so adorable. Me too. And I just saw this really funny like <laughs> meme online uh-huh. with him. And he's like talking about how um he could never be a superhero in real life like if he was actually spider-man in high school there's no way he could do it he's like because i would never have been able to keep it a secret and everyone's (laughs) like yeah we know tom (laughs) oh that's so cute i love tom holland i but i also love paul rudd i know i love ant-man and the character and everything i think i have to go ant-man yeah, I I didn't actually answer this one because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't actually pick. That's, that's hard. Sp- I would pick Ant-Man hands down if it was like Spider-Man in general because I don't 
love Spider-Man, but Tom Holland, I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern versus Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, I picked Hawkeye as well, but I feel like they're like the lesser appreciated out of their like mm-hmm. teams of superheroes. Did you see? Did you see the Green Lantern movie? No. Oh, no, so I sure bad. didn't. Yeah, no. good, good choice. I heard about it, and that yeah. was enough for me. But it did have Ryan Reynolds in it, and he's it great. Do. Yes, this is he, that's like his <laughs> bad superhero movie, and yep. then his re. Everyone has then, to. And then have it's one. Deadpool, right? Oh, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Doctor Strange versus Deadpool is my next oh, one. Doctor Strange. I also picked Doctor I Strange. I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. A Benedict Cumberbatch. B e- he's a wizard. Yes. I mean, you're yeah. a wizard Benedict. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a wizard. <laughs> okay, Wonder Woman versus Black Widow. <gasps> Ooh, I know that's hard, right? Yeah. Because they're both fabulous. I love them both, but I mean, oh, shoot. Oh, that's tough. I guess I'll say Wonder Woman because she's just, I don't know. But see, like Black Widow does so good for not actually having any powers. She does. Yeah. She's just like actually amazing. I love Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Black Widow it is. I did pick Wonder Woman. I love Black Widow. I think she's amazing, but. They need to make a movie for her, and then I will love her more and appreciate her more. Her for backstory. Black Widow? Yeah, for Black Widow. Oh, hells yes. There needs to be when Budapest, whatever, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> put Hawkeye in there too. Totally cool yes, with that. Yes, please. Uh, but she definitely needs a movie. The Wonder Woman movie was fabulous, though. I oh, loved wait. it. Okay. And I loved her. Black Widow's losing points for me because of her whole Banner relationship. I was not cool with that. Oh, see, and I, I, I thought that was them. realistic because both of them, like the not being able to have kids thing and all that, mm-hmm. um, which to all the fans out there who do <laughs> um, fan art of them and of stuff, because I've seen a ton of fan art and show Black Widow pregnant. I'm like. Um, she's completely sterilized. Like they did that. Like she can't have kids. Stop doing fan art of that. It bothers me. But yeah. So I think, I feel like that part of aspect of their relationship and their draw to each other. I thought Banner was kind of the loser for leaving, but you know. Okay. So I guess I'm changing to Wonder Woman because I did really like her movie and Black Widow. I love, but I'm just still waiting for her movie and I don't like her relationship with Banner. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, the Flash and Magneto. Magneto. Beca- beca- yeah, because like X-Men is technically part of that universe as well. Um, I picked Magneto also. Mm-hmm. Especially young Magneto. Oh, yeah, he's pretty. Mm-hmm. So hot. Damn. <laughs> yes. I- the police and the firemen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And his his powers are way cooler. Way cooler. Way cooler. And like the Flash is like, yay, you're fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like when they put too much iron in the guy's blood and then that is enough for him to yes. be able to manipulate. I'm like, that's so brilliant. Yeah. He's he's wicked awesome. He's really cool. And his backstory that they cover in the X-Men 2 is like... Mm-mm. 
heart-wrenching and amazing Mm -hmm. they did such a good job of it and still respecting like history and what happened and that kind of stuff right uh okay so bad guys thanos versus doc ock if you know who that is (laughs) i don't i'm it's dr Dr. octopus Octopus, right yeah from spider-man with all the metal arms oh right oh yeah that uh i guess thanos yeah i think thanos is pretty badass yeah he's really he's really badass and the reason that he's doing stuff makes sense yeah yeah to him which i always like okay this one's hard vision versus scarlet witch scarlet witch oh i picked vision oh i love him i like him yeah i like them together yeah but i love her her powers are incredible yeah but i feel like she doesn't use them enough like Mm. she's too timid with them and well maybe that's smart i don't know (laughs) um but i think she could be more badass than she is maybe that'll come into play in the next ones i don't know yeah yeah well and it is interesting in infinity war the way that like then all of a sudden she comes out and she's doing stuff and they're like like crazy stuff yeah and they're like why hasn't she been out here the whole time and it's like oh because she was trying to protect the love of her life and then as soon as she leaves like he gets taken or whatever too and it's just like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) yeah okay last one thor or loki thor what what do you mean what okay i just love tom hiddleston <laughs> maybe so much because i like oh. loki i have no problem with loki oh. i i love lots of things about him and his like trickster nature but yeah no i i like thor the best okay for actors i love tom hiddleston way more than chris hemsworth which is shocking i know because okay, but you haven't seen the blonde, beautiful ghost busters right no i have not Wait, yet like, freaking hilarious <laughs> okay i do i do love them both yeah um and i definitely i like, like the blonde Chris hair Hemsworth's i love face better than tom hiddleston's face in ragnarok uh i love chris hemsworth's like the short hair on thor oh, and yeah mm, so nice <laughs> not gonna lie um oh my but gosh. i'd say loki overall Oops. like and the people like they're actors um he's just like a oops i banged that again (laughs) and i hit my glasses on the microphone so (laughs) we're even (laughs) we're getting used to new equipment yeah (laughs) yeah that's it that's all of them all right a chris for the win for me in the end yeah (laughs) but basically chris is always the answer (laughs) yeah exactly until carla goes what what all right All right, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Deliberate Podcast. Um, (laughs) We would love to hear from you. Email us at deliberatepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DeliberatePod, on Instagram at DeliberatePodcast, and on Facebook at Deliberate Podcast. Um, You can subscribe on iTunes or on our website, which is deliberatepodcast.podbean.com. Okay, bye!